Our Voices Will Be Heard is a clinket play about a mother and daughter learning how to deal with the discovery of family violence in 19th century Alaska. Towering cedars abound amongst the fjords and islands of southeast Alaska. This is where the Tlingit people have called home since Raven released the sun upon the earth. But now they are a people in transition. At this time, Alaska is a new American territory, and cannery towns are springing up across the islands. We bring you to a Tlingit village in the middle of the rain-soaked beauty that is their land. A 19th century people with 10,000 years of history behind them. In this village, we join a family gathered in a traditional cedar clan house. Smoked salmon, deer meat, blueberries piled high amongst the gifts prepared for the feast. The family is dressed in their best button blankets, red and black designs, emblazoned with their clan crests. Together, they are coming out of a time of mourning and entering a time of celebration. You have done us much honor these past days for being our guests at this Kuich. We hope you have found wisdom in our stories, joy in our dancing, and full bellies from our food. And any day is an especially good day when we get to eat my sister Wanadu's dearest too, no? Wanadu, come up and tell us what you put in that delicious concoction. Jinaha, you promised, little brother. Oh, I must know. What is it? Special herbs you gathered at midnight? Do you twirl around the fire backwards when no one is looking? Come now, there should be no secrets here. You see, even Cousin Raven agrees. Tell us. Huh, my secret is you have very bad taste and are easy to please. <laughs> true enough, true enough. Little brother, our guests. Oh, yes, thank you, sister. Today, we truly celebrate much. After so many months of sadness, we put an end to our grieving. While we remember those we lost by remembering what they gave us, it is now a time of joy, life, and song. Why, I think now is a good time just for that. Ta, come here. Ta, my good friend and husband to my sister. You have held us up in our sorrow for so many months. It was all done with love for my wife's family and respect for the great Nusk clan. Your gifts were received with equal love, and now I have a song I want to give to you. Ow, what? I, I cannot hear. Order. Oh. Yes, well, it is a good thing my big sister looks out for me. In my uh, eagerness to present Ta with this gift, I have skipped ahead in the order of things a bit. Oh, leave him be, daughter. Just my Jernaha's first time leading a quick. He's doing so well for someone who had to take responsibility so young. And you did not mind, did you, Ta? I... There is a reason for the proper order in which our clan has always done things. And adhering to it is a sign of respect, is it not, Ta? I think no smart man ever disagrees with either his wife or his wife's mother. <laughs> <laughs> he is a man who has learned the wisdom that has escaped lesser beings for ages. We will now turn back to our path. We are celebrating two more reasons for joy. First, Wanadu. Wanadu's dear husband did not live to see his handsome son born, and we will miss him. But I am proud to take on the responsibility of an uncle for this boy. 
today, Wanadu's son will receive a name. <laughs> My mother will speak on this. What an exciting day. This is almost as exciting as the day Jenahaga here got his name, no? Everyone just told me all the time how cute he was. <laughs> Mother, I think. Oh, might... son, do not be embarrassed, Jenaha. You were so cute. But I remember just the day before we named you was the time you stopped breathing. Hmm. It was so frightening, and I was nearly hysterical. Many people thought he was dead. But just when everyone was ready to give up, he breathed again. And my mother said he must have some big purpose. My goodness, I know he does. <coughs> what? Yes, now we have talked much about these names and have chosen them very carefully. Now for my first grandson. Bring him over here, Wanadu. Ah, the sweet boy is so smiling and happy. Those of you old ones, you remember my uncle Sagu? What a good man he was and how he could make anyone laugh with his stories. Oh yes, and my boy Jenaha certainly takes after him a bit too. <coughs> yes, yes, daughter. Well, once we saw this happy baby boy, it only seemed natural that this boy should be named Sagu. Your name now is Sagu. Everyone will repeat your name, so it will be yours. Sagu-ah, Sagu-ah, Sagu-ah. And here is this button robe which he will wear when he's older. I made sure to use our clan crest when making this blanket so everyone could see that Sagu comes from the mighty Nusk clan. And now, for my first granddaughter, born less than a day after my Sagu, for her, well, everyone can see how beautiful she is. She came out with almost as much hair and almost as good a skin as my Jenaha did when he was born. Now, talk. Even though you are the leader of the Honorable Goon Clan, are you not proud of the beautiful baby girl? My clan has given you. I certainly must agree with you about her, Shana. My daughter is perfect. Perfect. You are just so smitten. It does not seem to matter to you that our daughter wakes up crying five times a night. You jump up like she's the most beautiful singer you've ever heard. Sita, you should be grateful you have such an attentive father for a husband. I was just teasing. Now maybe you will finally understand everything I went through, raising such a bossy daughter. When she cries, you cannot just boss her into being quiet. Oh, hush. Hush, my sweet daughter. I will say... Ta is the only one that can get her to stop crying so quickly. She's already her father's child. Of course she is. And do you not think she will make a beautiful bride one day? And she will marry someone very important. Mother, Ta and I were thinking we would make sure she could walk and speak before you married her off. <laughs> Have a care, sister. Mother brings up a good point. You should probably start the marriage rounds now. <laughs> Potential infant suitors have already heard tell of her. Why, mothers across the land are probably in tears as they try and cover up their more unfortunate-looking daughters. <laughs> Mother made sure of that. Oh, tush! I never did such a thing. 
Now, for this pretty girl's name, it only seemed natural that she should be named for my beautiful auntie, Kutan. Now, let me see that sweet thing. Your name is Kutan. Everyone, repeat her name now, so it will be hers. Kutan-a. 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 And here, here is a special robe made for Kutan. It took me a long time to make, but I knew she needed something extra beautiful. Ishan, little niece, you just come here. I will not let that noisy old woman talk about you anymore. It looks like Kutan sure likes her uncle Jinha. Well, little Kutan, I have my own gift I made for you. Here's a pretty little doll for a pretty little girl. Be careful, brother, or I will be waking you in the middle of the night to settle her down when she cries. Oh, I would not mind watching after this sweet girl a bit. It looks like Kutan has two leaders looking after her, and a cousin to grow up with, and a mother who will teach her all the correct clan ways, and a grandmother who will make her pretty things, and an auntie who adores her. Her feet will never touch the ground. That is how it should be. With her cousin Sagu, and her father, and her big, strong, brave, <laughs> mean old uncle looking after her, she will be spoiled like she should be. And nothing bad will ever, ever happen to her. Will it, little one? Now, let me tell you some stories, Kutan. Winters came and went. Many seasons passed. The babies grew into children, as babies do. And we find the family again, preparing for another feast. But now, those children are part of the preparations. Kutan? Kutan? Come on. You are already late and Sagadi is ready to spit. Ugh, Kutan? Oh, I am on my way, Sagu. We have sung this song a thousand times. I hardly think we'll be forgetting it in the next few moments. Yes, but you know we need to be extra prepared for this feast tonight. I mean, if we forget a line in a song today, Sagei will eat us alive. Her big strong son is getting married, so you know she'll want everything so perfect. As if her son marrying that deer face thing is so special? Oh, just you wait, Kutan. They will likely be marrying us off in a few years, and I wager you'll be all sappy over some little dark man with big calf muscles. <laughs> you are just so smug, Sagu. I bet when you are old enough to marry, you are going to fall for some really smelly old woman. You will have to help her on the village. I would not mind a smelly old woman, as long as she was very rich, and I could sit around and eat those great cock cakes all day. Oh, did I tell you? One of the men who came to the feast told me more about the Gleitka town. He said it is getting bigger and bigger, and more Gleitka people come every day. He said they have places in the town where all they do is sell things like those cakes Who said that? Oh, Mother, uh, just one of the men that came for the feast. I should not have to tell you, daughter, that a good news clan girl does not talk to strange men. Who is talking to strange men? I did not mean to. The trader just started telling stories and I was nearby. That should not matter. You have been taught better manners. Oh, do not be too hard on her, Lata. Jinnaha and I heard him and it was pretty interesting. It has been a while since I have seen that Gladeka town and to hear him tell, it must be twice the size it was when I was last there. All right. But you really need to get to practice, Kutan. Find your headdress and get moving. I am looking, Mother. Sorry, Auntie, but you have to admit, Sagadi is on a bit of a rampage. Even so, you children need to respect that she is your elder, even if she is being impossible. Kutan, why are you not out practicing? I am nearly ready, but I cannot find my headdress. I should just sew things onto you for how much you lose them. A noosk woman is responsible for all the household items you know. You must learn to take better care of things. I'll help you look, Katan. No, thank you, cousin. I will find it. Well, 
I never. That Sagady just ordered me to bring out the berry dishes. Ordered me. I do not think she means ill. On a normal day, she likes everything just so. Today is so important for her, she must be feeling so much pressure to get it right. <laughs> she will get my dish when it's good and ready. Do you need help, Lita? Oh, thank you, sister. But the biggest help may be to get my daughter out the door. I'm sorry, mother, I just... Kutan, you cannot really be crying over this. A newswoman should not cry like you do. What's the matter, daughter? My headpiece is missing. Do not cry, daughter. We will help you look. It is okay. I do not need help. I will find it. You men should be out there with all the guests anyways. Leave us to do our work. Do not worry, little dear. You have a beautiful robe. No one will notice your headdress is missing. Sagady will. I will go with you to Sagady. I will tell her I did not finish repairing the headdress and so it is not ready to wear. You are taking your life in your hands, Uncle. What a mess this is. My, it looks like an Uxja just blew through here. Yes, and that Uxja's name is Kutan. She has been acting so strange lately. I'm beginning to think something is wrong. Oh, you always think everyone is doing something wrong. She's just at that age. Although, people in the village think Ta spoils her too much. I told them, you do your best to make her a respectable Nusk woman. <laughs> yes, mother. But I do think her fascination with that Lake Ka town is too much. Every time there is a trader in the village, she is down talking to him, wanting to know what they are building. I do not like her always trying to be around them. I do not like it. I would not worry. How much harm can she get into just talking to them? I suppose. Oh, <laughs> just listen. The young things are getting good, are they not? <laughs> well, my Jenaha has been assisting them so much. It is not terribly so surprising. Do you remember Shlitta? He used to sing all the time when he was little. I remember my brother banging on cedar boxes until my head hurt and cleaning up after him just like this. <laughs> well, he is so creative. He has more trouble keeping tidy. <laughs> it's how very intelligent People's minds work, you know. Well, he must be a genius. Uh, he teaches those children everything he knows. And the children say they just love him. Do you know? He's even been teaching Kutan extra lately. No, I did not know that. Oh, your daughter just never tells you anything, does she? My son tells me. He has been helping her extra during her sewing time. While she's with the other girls in Sagady? Oh, I think they go someplace else, so they do not bother everyone. That is not proper. A new woman should learn the women's roles, not the men's. Why is she being taught extra in any case? From what Jenaha says, it is because she is not remembering the songs very well. And he knows all the roles. <laughs> He's always had such a good memory like that. I just do not understand Kutan lately. She has been so forgetful and secretive. And all the aunties who teach her say she does not pay attention. She's always been sensitive. Now she cries if I say anything at all. Phew! Well, after about a million hours of practice just this week, Sagadi says we might not embarrass the clan today, <laughs> but she does not seem so certain. If she told me to sing that line one more time... Kutan, I hope I am not hearing you talking about your elders disrespectfully. No. And what is this I hear about extra practice with your Uncle Jinnaha? He should not have to take the time to do that. You should be remembering the songs. Well? Leave her be, Shlitta. 
Come here, grandchild. Have some of my special berry sauce. Please, mother, she needs to answer me. Oh, tush! Here, have a taste. <laughs> you know, there's a secret admirer who would not mind your messy ways at all, Kutan. <laughs> some boy with big calf muscles? No, really. You know that each clam boy that was hanging around while we practiced? Mm -hmm. He was making moony eyes at you the whole time. I do not wish to talk about things like that, cousin. He is not so bad. The Ich Clan boy. Do you mean the nephew of the Ich Clan leader? That is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He was telling one of the other boys he thought Kutan was the most wonderful singer he had ever heard. <gasps> so we know he must be love blind. <laughs> Sagu, stop. I'm sorry. I did not mean to upset you. Well, everything is nearly ready out there. And who did you upset? Kutan. But there is no reason for her to be upset. She has a young boy from the very prestigious each clan interested in her. Oh, would it not be interesting if they were to marry? Hmm, I don't know if I approve of this. What do you say, Ta? Sounds like it's time to play Chase the Frightened Deer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far, but I do think she is a bit young to be thinking of marrying important clan leader's nephews. I will not be marrying him. I might remind you, Ta, that this is the same age you started following Flitta around. <laughs> Why do you remember that little lynx you carved for her? I think she carried that around with her for months. <laughs> oh, yes. I worked so long on that. I wanted to create a lynx so that any time she thought of looking at some other boy, she would look at it and think of me instead. Ha! Already trying to bribe me. Well, it worked. But that kind of thing won't work on my clever niece, will it? I am not getting married! I'm sorry, Kutan. I was only teasing. Oh, you men keep getting in our way. This is all woman's talk and woman's work. Get! Get! You toes, Sagu! I'm sorry, cousin. I did not mean to upset you. I just... Not all men are like him, Kutan. I won't be like him. Grandchild. Fix your robe. And now that those men are gone, what do you mean you will not marry? And someone from a prestigious clan, your own grandfather's clan. Mother, please. She does not have to think about this now. We are all picking on her. Look, Kutan, I have a little sweet just for you. Now, will you go get me some more salmon strips? Did all that seem quite odd? What, Kutan? Yes. She has never wanted to be around boys at all. Not like some of the other girls. Well, <laughs> that just goes to show how well you brought her up, daughter. She's not like one of those silly low-class girls who run after any boy that comes their way. <laughs> My grandchild will wait for an appropriate boy. And then she will run after him? Of course not. <laughs> he will see how beautiful she is, and he will run after her. <laughs> but girls her age should want to be around boys. She doesn't like being around any of the boys or the men. Except... Except what? Except those traitors. The ones from the Lake Ka town. Oh. 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 I, oh. I do not like those traitors. You never know what family they come from. If she will not listen to me, I am going to speak to Ta and Jinaha. Maybe they can at least make sure those traitors do not talk to her anymore. Yes, Jenaha will fix it. They like to deal with him the best, you know. He makes such good bargains with them. He is just like my brother used to be. 
You remember your Uncle Lushke? Your Uncle Lushke could talk them into anything. <laughs> yes, Uncle Lushke certainly could. Kutan, come here. Now, I have been thinking, and I am very serious about you not being around those traitors anymore. But Do I... not argue. I have told you before not to go around them, and you do not listen. I will be speaking to your Uncle Jinnaha later, and he is going to fix this problem. It is no use trying to cry with me, Kutan. It will not change my mind. And do not make a mess with your things again. I just cleaned those up. Oh, let me do it. No, not the... What on earth? Kutan, what is the meaning of this? This is mad. All these beautiful dolls just in tatters. These were gifts, Kutan. Children her age are ju just so careless. Careless? Mother, this is not just careless. She clearly destroyed these dolls. I remember when Jenaha would play like that. He would make a whole village out of mud. <laughs> and then he'd destroy it like he was a monster. <laughs> this is quite different. Something is the matter. Kutan, what is wrong with you? Nothing that is not perfectly normal. Frustrating, but normal. I am sure you will not do it again, will you, Kutan? No. No, this is not normal. Come here. Leave her be. You tell me right now, did... Did someone hurt you? Trista, what is this? I want to know, daughter. I've been watching you, and I think someone hurt you. No! Tell me. I do not know what has gotten into you. You're being such a bully. She said no. What made you think of such a thing? It's just about time. Why don't Someone you... is hurting Kutan, Mother. I know it. What is this? Hurting Kutan? Ah, your wife is making up things in her head. You better talk to her. Ta, what is going on? Our daughter looks terrified. Ta, I found these dolls of Kutan's all torn up. Something is very wrong with her. And I know, I just know that someone is hurting her. What makes you think that? Children do not destroy things they treasure for no reason. That does not mean someone is hurting her. Daughter, tell them. I... Stop. Stop this, Lita. I dealt with this already. What do you mean you dealt with this? If you must know, yes, there was a situation. But it was long ago. And nothing happened, right, Kutan? She was just scared. I am sure these dolls are just a part of that scare she had, but she was much younger then. And, my darling, can we not talk about this at a better time? Why did you not tell me? You were just so hard on her. When she came to me, I knew it would upset you and would make things even worse between you. It was not any terrible thing. I promise we will talk about this later. You still should have told me sooner, husband. I know. I know. I am sorry. It was not right of me. I will not make the same mistake again. Oh, what a bunch of mopey faces. <laughs> we are all ready to start out there, Ta. Can I help you with anything? You might want to pry up your sister there. <laughs> what is the matter, sister? Are you afraid of Sagaiti, too? <laughs> Ah, uh, even I would be afraid of Sagedi today. I tell you, if we fail to marry off that boy of hers just so, we will all have no peace in this village for winters to come. I cannot see why anyone is letting Sagedi get away with her temper. She can be strict, but today she is downright rude. <laughs> so I suppose you were brave enough to tell her what is what today, Hasagu? Certainly not. My battle strategy has been carefully thought out. You see, when I see Sagedi coming, I turn and run as fast as I can in the opposite direction. <laughs> I think that is wise, nephew. Just last night, I heard Sagedi's husband tell her to stop being so rude to him. <laughs> I have not seen hide nor hair of that man since. <laughs> Come here, good dog. Lita, are you okay? What is it? The way Jinnaha touched Kutan's cheek just now, and the way she moved back, how could I not see it? It was an innocent gesture. All this fuss? 
because he touched her cheek? Are you going mad, daughter? I know what I saw. It was the same way Uncle Lushke touched me. Oh, mother. You said he stopped. Shh! What do you mean, stopped? You mean Jenna has done this to others? Done what? Touched someone's cheek? This is ridiculous, and we must get out to our, our guests? No. Did Jinnaha hurt someone else, Mother? No, he certainly did yes. not. Yes, he has. You know of someone, nephew. Who? It... It was when I was little. Sago, did Jinnaha hurt you, too? Why would I hurt my only nephew? Yes, Auntie. Wanadu, speak to your son. Sagu, please. This is not helping. Wanadu, you knew this? How could you not speak up when you know? You know what it is like to be hurt by your uncle. Mother promised. I did not think. You did not think of protecting your son? I did. It stopped. And it was not so bad. It was nothing very bad. There was nothing wrong at all. Just Sagu confusing things. He never had a father. He doesn't know any better. Ta, why do you stand there and say nothing? You must do something. Maybe we should. He should stop his wife before she embarrasses us all. That is what he must do. The guests can hear your shrieking. I told you. I would never... You shut your mouth! You bully your husband! You tried to get this child to tell lies! You pick on your brother! What more will you do to hurt me? Why do you hate me? Kutan, tell them this instant. Tell them what he did. I... Kutan, remember your promise. Promise? This? This is what you failed to tell me? I dealt with it last winter. Nothing is going on. Kutan will even tell you herself. No. No, this is not right. Who are you people? You must tell them, Kutan. I was once a girl whose uncle liked to take her to dark places and touch her. My mother did not believe me. But if my daughter told me that happened to her, I would believe her. But you have to tell them what is happening. I cannot help if I do not know. Grandchild, you don't listen to her. Go to your father. All right, if you want things to stay as they are. If you want what is happening to stop, then you have to tell them right now. You have to tell them that I'm not crazy, that Jinnaha is hurting you. Kutan, if you do not speak now, I will know that you like it. <laughs> I do not like it. I want it to stop. Yes, I'm... Uncle Jinnah does things. <laughs> they never hurt her. Things just... I love her so much and I... I got carried away with how much I love her. Shlita, oh! please. This is something that is between your brother and me. I will deal with this later. Just like you dealt with it last winter? I have spent a lifetime watching this village put this sort of thing off until later. Kutan, take off your robe. What are you doing? We hide our secrets beneath these perfect robes you made us, don't we, Mother? But my daughter will not wear it anymore. Chita, this is shameful! This is shameful. I am ashamed that she had to hide it from me. I will no longer wear this robe either. You see, daughter, I have been hiding too. I, too, have been hurt by people in this village. I, too, have been made dirty and ashamed. For shame, the guests will all hear you. Let them hear! This is who I am. You know me as Lita, from the proud Noose clan, the wife of Ta. But I will no longer be part of your family. You are no longer my clan. Wanna do... Sister, now is the time. We must stop this disease. She stays here. My daughter and I will leave this place. Do not go, Lita. We will stay. If you make that monster leave, will you do that for your daughter? I just want a peaceful village. 
Surely what you are asking does not restore peace in this place. I never did think I would see the day in which my husband would choose peace in the village over the safety of a child. His child. This is no husband of mine. This is no father to his daughter. This is no man. Ta. Let her go. She won't last long out there alone. Wait. I... I'm sorry, Auntie. There is nothing that you should be sorry for, nephew. You can come with us. No. He stays with me. I am so sorry, Sugu. Lita and Kutan left the only place they knew as home and traveled far. They found the nearest cannery town, founded by American companies seeking to profit from the rich Alaskan waters. The land was familiar, but the town, the people, they were foreign to the mother and daughter. Here it is, Kutan. The man we met said we might stay here if we work. What kind of work will you have to do, Mother? Cleaning floors and such. But that is lower class work. What do you think we are now, Kutan? After three months in that nasty cannery camp, you should appreciate how much better this is. Now come. Our room is just here under the stairs. Wait. It is time to take off your necklace. Mother! Kutan, do not argue. You will take that clan necklace off. We may need to sell it soon. Sell a clan necklace? But we can't. And how will they know what clan I am from? Kutan, we are nobody here. The Tlaikka do not have clans. Now take off the necklace. You cannot wear it at the school anymore either. Mother, I do not want to go back to that school anymore. It is shameful to listen to you sometimes, Kutan. Barely three months at that school and already you have given up. But you do not understand, Mother. This woman, this teacher, she does not like us. I am trying to learn this Glaika language, but she does not teach it well. She just gets mad when we do not understand fast enough. Then you must learn the Glaika language faster. Mother! She hits children who speak our language. Then you must learn how not to be hit, Kutan. Mother! Kutan, stop your crying this instant. You were let off too easy in the village, but you cannot cry here as you did before. Do you think it will be easy here, cleaning up after people like a low-class person? All you have to do is learn some words. Here. Now do not think on people like that teacher. Think on things that will get us through the winter, like mending this shirt for the people who pay us. Keep your hands busy. Katan kept her hands busy, in sewing and in school. As the years passed, Sita kept herself busy cleaning the hotel, repairing laundry for townspeople. Daughter, let us sing the Noosk song. <laughs> oh, Mother, why that one again? It is a child's song. You still miss the last parts. You only learn the parts you like, and you do not bother to learn the difficult parts. But I do not understand why we even sing the old clan songs, Mother. You said yourself, our clan does us no good out here. We sing them because they teach us things. Our ancestors put their wisdom in the songs, so we can still learn from them. It's not like those silly Dleitka songs. What Dleitka songs? Oh, that one about those three mice and they could not see and they cut their tails, or some such thing. Silly. They teach us nothing. But these songs... These clan songs come from those with wisdom. So we will learn them, and maybe one day we will understand better. <sighs> yes, Mother. But may I tell you something that happened in school first? I hope you have been behaving. Yes, but listen. We were learning about science and animals, but the teacher was going so fast, and some of the little ones, like this girl, Ganook, could not understand her and what she was saying. So the teacher asked Ganook to describe the behavior of a deer, she left her village when she was a baby and did not know how a deer behaves. But you knew the answer, did you not? Did you tell the teacher? No. I mean, yes. I knew the answer, but I did not tell the teacher. <sighs> Kutan, we have been over this year after year. No matter how the teacher treats you, you must learn what she is teaching and make sure she knows you know it. But this is even better. I helped. Good night. <laughs> All right, Kutan, tell me. 
Well, when we stopped for lunch, I started to tell her a story. You remember the story of the deer and the bear that Sagate used to tell? I told Ganook that story and how deer was a strong creature at first, but then he's scared and spooks at everything, especially bear who wants to eat him. Ah, uh, I always liked that one. And the story helped her. When the teacher started picking on Ganook in class again, she just started reciting the behavior of a deer. Just like that, all right from the story. Well, of course, that is good clan knowledge, and you listened well to... No. No, Kutan, this is no good. If this teaching interferes with your own studies, you must stop. Mother, that is not how a noose clan woman would help others back at home. She would help the others first, and then she... Well, we are not at home, are we? So how about we sing? Kisani awushat. Kisani awushat. Gayek sawinusk sawinusk. Kisani awushat. Kisani awushat. Ah, Kutan! You let the stitches go uneven again. I told you again and again. They are not that bad. Oh, look at that. All different spaces. It is just a stupid old nightgown. They are not even paying us the regular price for it. I used to weave beautiful robes that the greatest clan leaders prized. And now I work on smelly old rags. But do you think I work with less attention to these? Your father may have let you get away with being lazy. But if you are supposed to do it, you treat this nightgown like it is the most valuable dancing robe you have ever seen. Now, do it over. Okay. But I need to do it later. I, I want to go to that evening social I told you about. Of course you do. Are... Are you angry, Mother? Would you be angry if your daughter ran off to have fun and failed to do what she promised? What did I fail to do? You promised to do our laundry. But I did! Why are you talking back to me? I told you to do all the laundry, and there, look, laundry all over the place. Such a mess. Yes, but... But these two dresses need that different kind of soap, and I thought since they were our Sunday dresses, I would just do them later. Always later. Always later. You're so selfish sometimes, Kutan. Just... Go to your party, and I will do all the work. No, Mother, I, I do not have to go. I can stay home from the social. I am sorry. And now you stay home and mope and make me feel like a bully for not letting you go. No, go to your ridiculous social. I will wash them now, and they will be hanging up in no time, and I will just go a little late to the social. And so we look like these low-class Indians who cannot show up to a gathering on time? You'll just shame us, Kutan. Get out of here. I am sorry, Mother. I just... I just, I do not understand what I can do now to make it better. You cannot make it better, Kutan. That is the point. You cannot make any of this better. What can I do to... Stop crying. All you do is make a mess and have me clean it up for you. I will tell you what you can do. Clean up your own goddamn mess. Of course you would leave me, daughter. Oh. You surprised me, Cousin Raven. Are you looking for some mischief? For some food, little yell, you do not trust me. I suppose that is wise. Never know what harm can come from us humans, eh? Maybe you saw that scene my daughter made in there. She's just so frustrating, Raven. She can be a good girl, but oh, when she does things like that. When she makes a mess and cannot clean it up properly herself. I see your big black eyes glaring at me, Raven. I see you think I am too hard on her. But do you know what I gave up for her? You know nothing of it, wandering the earth as you do. You cannot know what it means to be part of a family one day and alone the next. And they could be a good family, cousin. <laughs> they could make me laugh so. I know. How could I not have known? These people, these are the same people who left me alone with Kutan, who would rather a little girl, my little girl, they all turn their backs. <sighs> But how I miss them. I miss them, I miss them, I miss them. And I love them, Raven. Even still, even after they hurt me so much, even after all these years, I love them. And I wish I could be there. 
want to do helping me to cook, kissing my handsome husband's face, even my mother, brushing my hair. I know he was her son, but wasn't she my mother too? You cannot know how lonely this feeling is, Raven, because you never lost so much. I am as hollow as this trash can inside. I stink of emptiness and everyone can smell it on me. Yes, I am angry, cousin. I am angry that I had so much. And now it is gone. And I am here alone. And Kutan cannot even be grateful for it. And if it were not for her... I hate her sometimes, Raven. How can a mother feel this way? It was not her fault what happened. She was just a child, but without her... I would be home right now. I know I should not feel this way. But all I see when I look at Kutan is the face of my sister, my mother, people to help me and love me. Not cleaning up the garbage of these delight car people. <sighs> Raven, stop staring at me with those eyes. More winters, more summers, and Katan continues to learn and grow, and soon reaches the head of her class at school. Sita continues to clean, to sew, and to earn a meager living for the two. You are late, daughter. I am sorry, mother. I just... Something happened. It is Mr. James? The new school teacher? Yes. Yes, he... Kutan, what? Mr. James is hurting some of the girls. Hurting them. Is he hurting you? No. Kutan? No. He tried. Well, I am going to go down there and... He did not touch me. He, he tried. And I told him no. You told him no? Yes. And he told me he knows how to fix girls that tell. Have you told anyone about this? No, I came right home to tell you. You must tell someone. Immediately. You must tell the town's night police. The police? But the police are all Glaika. They will not help us. They have stopped some of the men at the bars from hurting women before. They might help. They only help because those women were Glaika, I am sure. It does not matter. You must tell someone. But he didn't do anything to me. He just tried. But you know he is hurting other girls, do you not? Well, I suspect. But I did not see anything. Then you must tell them what happened to you. Tell them what he said. Do you want them to kick me out of school? Do not be foolish. Of course not. But if they do not believe you, if they push you out, if they treat you even worse, Kutan, if they throw rocks at you, you must tell. If you do not wish these girls to be harmed anymore, this is what you must do. I cannot do that. What do you mean you cannot? Do you have a voice or did you lose it? It is very simple. If you have a voice, that is all that it is. It is speaking and speaking until someone hears you. And you do not stop until someone does. A child learns to use her voice before she is a winter old. But you are not a child anymore. As a woman, you must learn when to use it. This is one of those times. But what if they do not believe me? What if it does no good? I tell you, Kutan, it does not matter. You must use your voice to let someone know. And if nobody listens, you must at least show those girls that you are using your voice for them. You must show them that someone is going to say, this is wrong. You must let them hear you. No. No, Mother, it will be so terrible again, and they won't believe- Ah, Kutan! This is shameful talk. If you do not use your voice right now, you may as well be hurting those girls yourself. Mother, that is terrible! I am not hurting those girls. But you are allowing it to happen when you have the ability to make it stop. You bear responsibility now. If you choose not to speak, you are letting it happen. No daughter of mine will stand by and let children be hurt. Now, turn around right now. Go down to the night police and tell them what you know. I cannot do that again. What do you mean, again? To stand there again? Like when you made me when I had to tell about Jinnaha? The way they all looked at me. Oh, daughter, I... Maybe that is not how I should have... If I had that moment over again, I may have handled it differently. But even so, 
Even if the police have the same reaction, you still need to tell. Mother? That's enough now! I am! I am. I just... You just what? Mother, will you please come with me? Uh, of course, daughter. Soon enough, Sita could see Kutan was no longer a child. She grew into a young woman. But as Sita worried what the future held for them, she got news one day, out of the blue. You wouldn't believe what happened today. I... Mother, why are you packing? Are we going somewhere? We are going back to the village. Why would we do that? It is about Sago. He... Sago died. What? What do you mean? How do you know? Your father sent for us. A man came. He... He knew Sago by name. Your cousin... Your cousin threw himself off a cliff. No! Why? Why? Why would he do such a thing? The man said... He said Sago was caught with... He was caught with a little girl. You mean... Yes. Yes. My nephew started hurting children, too. We will go home in the morning. Mother, if we are going back to the village, we must have robes to wear at the funeral. Oh, I suppose so. Here. You can wear the one I was making for your graduation. I will just... Wear my nice tunic. You cannot wear that, Mother. It is old and falling apart. Well, it should suit me just fine, shouldn't it? Come. Let us get ready. I have something for you. What is this? Ever since you started working on my graduation blanket, I did not think it was right for me to be the only Nusk clan woman here that had a new robe. So I worked on it after school. <laughs> the children help sometimes. You made me a new button rope? It is not so much. It is not as beautiful as grandmother would have made or as well done as you usually do. <laughs> but I am still learning. The stitches are quite even. It is a good robe, daughter. Now come. We will say our farewell to Sogo. Sita and Kutan made the long trip back to the village. To Catan, it seemed as if everything had changed. The village seemed much smaller than her memory. To Sita, it felt as if the village had frozen in time. Mother and daughter stepped out of the canoe and made their way into their former home, just in time for Sago's ceremony.
we are here. Ulta, I knew you would come. Of course. I loved Saga. I loved him like a son. My darling wife, how I missed you. I missed you too, husband. And my little dear, you are a beautiful young woman now. Kutan, you look so like your mother. You see, I knew she would come. She would come for Sagu, and it would all be as it was. Now, Hlita, everything will be fine. Embrace Jinnaha and... No! No! He does not touch me! But sister, surely at a time like this... Never, Wanadu. There is no time that he will be anything to me again. You see. You see now. She will always be that stubborn, ungrateful child with no respect. I wanted to think the best of her, but they were right. She won't change. Do you not see? We can be a family again. With Sagu laying there, you will still say your way is right. You have always been that way, Tlita. Always your way. Well, I ask you what's being so right brought you? My Jenaha did nothing wrong, yet you moved away and people think it is his fault. It is just not fair to him. Life is so difficult for me now, Flitta. Everyone looks at me different. Surely that is enough revenge for you. Be reasonable, Flitta. Just to be reasonable. Oh, sister. If you could just stop trying to stir things up, we could all be together. Saguh would have wanted this, I know it. He missed you. What is this? How dare you all? Kutan, respect. You do not get my respect, grandmother. Kutan. No, father. You do not get it either. You do not get my respect. You do not get my obedience. You do not get my silence. You do not get anything because you threw me away with both hands. What are you people? You are the most disrespectful grandchild. You will not silence us ever again, old woman. Our voices will be heard. You think Saga would have wanted us all to embrace and be happy together? No. No, he would not. My cousin wanted away from this place so badly he threw himself off a cliff to escape it. You know why. My cousin, my brother, got caught with a little girl. Not a day later, he couldn't live with who he was, could he? You dare hide away from it, wanted to. Saga told you about what happened to him when we were little, and you did nothing. You carry part of the blame for turning him into what he hated. And you too, father. You knew. You knew about Sagu and you knew about me, but you wanted it all put away for the sake of peace. Was your peace worth it? This is terrible, young lady. Terrible things to say about sweet Sagu. Do not blame us. Your mother left of her own accord. Do you think making it impossible to stay is so different from making a person go away? It is no secret who pulls the strings in this village. I blame you most of all. This behavior is what comes of that woman raising you alone. That woman. That woman was on her hands and knees for years because the people that were supposed to be there for her abandoned her. That woman was the only one brave enough to look that monster in the face and tell him no. You do not talk about her. That woman is a good mother. You never were. My blanket! My beautiful blanket! I see who you really are. And I see inside you. And it is hollow and ugly and filthy. No one here is clean. You were right to take me from this place, Mother. There is only sickness here. Mother and daughter made their way back to their canoe, 
preparing to leave forever. But just as Clita was about to step into the canoe, she stopped and turned. She looked at the village, so much more run down than she left it those years before. Catan didn't look back at all, but quickly began to get into the canoe. Catan, wait. Things are different. What do you mean? I must stay here. How they spoke to you just now? How little they have changed. But I love them, Kutong. I love them still, and they live in blindness. They are worse now than when we left. When I left them. They need help out of it. They do not deserve help. They are happy in their blindness. You still have much to learn. They are not happy. Not at all. But they do not deserve help. They need help, and I love them, so I will stay. There is nothing for me in the town, and there is much for me to do here. A lifetime. I cannot do it, Mother. Cannot do what? Stay here. Let us go back to the town, and we will make a life there, a good life, better than what we can have here. Oh, daughter, I am not making a decision for you. Of course you are. I know you miss them, but I do not think we should stay. And I did not get a chance to tell you. They want me to teach. <laughs> they offered me a place teaching little girls at the new school. Let us go and make this new life together. Katan, you do not have to stay. So, so you want me to leave? Daughter. No, that's it. You want me to leave? Of course, of course you do. You want to stay with the people you really want to be with, have always wanted to be with. And you do not want the person who started all this trouble to stay with you and make it more difficult. I have not said a word about wanting you to leave. Yes, you have. No, you silly girl. I have not. I understand that it is difficult for you here. It is difficult for me too. Put your words in there. You used your voice, Kutan. And I was so proud. I realized in that moment that your voice will carry very far, daughter. Much further than mine ever could. My voice was meant for this place. I will use my voice to help the people I love. And you will use yours to help children in the Delight Ka world. You have a life there and it can be a good one. <laughs> I cannot leave you alone here. Do you remember the song I used to sing to you when you could not sleep at night? The lullaby? Do you remember the words, daughter? Yes. I do not understand. Just listen. Ishan, Ishan, Geet, Awa, Geet. Ishan, Ishan, Geet, Awa, Geet. Aseya, Woodly, Sad. Ah, Yadi, Ah, Yadi, Eat, See, Woodly, See. Ah, Yadi, Ah, Yadi, Eat. It just sounds like a song about a storm. But it is really a song about what a mother's job is. You may not believe me because even though I tried to be a good mother, I failed at my most important job. You didn't fail, you- No, I failed to protect you when you were little. And then I failed to protect you again and again. Many mothers fail at this. So when a mother fails to protect, then a mother's job is to hold on. When there is a storm your child is in, you hold on with all your might and you cover your child with your arms because a child believes they have done something wrong to deserve the storm. But a mother, a mother knows if you hold on long enough, the child will know that the rain falls on everyone. Do you understand? I think so. A child believes the storm is their fault. But a woman, a woman knows it was just something she had to get through. A woman cannot have someone holding on to her forever. She will always be a child. I think you are telling me to leave. That is a child's thinking, Kutan. A mother is never the one to let go in a storm. 
And with these words, Catan knew what she was going to do. She embraced her mother and climbed into the canoe alone. She set off for, well, she set off. That's a story for another time. As Sita watched her daughter, her strokes swift and strong as she paddled away, Sita saw a motion in the distance. It was her own mother, huddled now on the beach, with no beautiful robe to hide her from the village or warm her from the cold. Sita saw this and turned away. She began to walk toward the clan house, but then Sita stopped to look at the raven, peering down on her with questioning eyes. She looked back towards her mother. Sita then reached into her bag, took out a plain, warm woolen blanket, and walked toward her mother. As she wrapped the blanket around her mother's shoulders, Sita had no words, only a song. Ishan, Ishan, Git, Awa Git. Ishan, Ishan, Git, Awa Git. Our Voices Will Be Heard was written by Clinkett and Denina writer Vera Starbard and directed by Larissa Fasthorse of the Rosebud Sioux Tribe. Music composition by Clinkett composer Ed Littlefield. The characters were voiced by Erica Stone as Lita, Bella King as Kutan, Alan Hayton as Ta, Frank Kosh Katas as Jinaha, Jane Lind as Shana, Deandra King as Sagu, Lita Gray as Wanadu, and George Holly as the narrator. Our Voices Will Be Heard is a Perseverance Theater production supported by the Fairbanks Art Association, the Siri Foundation, Alaska's Children's Trust, Alaska Mental Health Trust Authority, Fairbanks Native Association, Fairbanks Wellness Coalition, Francis and Dave Rose Foundation, and Sea Alaska Heritage Institute. This performance is a production of Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation and distributed by Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.